episode 34 of the black and fashion podcast today i have kristen with me kristen is the communication specialist behind pantora bridal and trap fabrics um thanks so much for joining the episode course, i really appreciate you so I want to just give you guys a little introduction on Pantora Bridal. Um, it's known for its modern textiles and classic silhouettes, um, combining contemporary flair and a glamorous edge, transforming those key components into the perfect wedding ensemble. Um, the designer, Andrea Peter Campbell, has developed um, an approach that is designed to accommodate even the most discerning of clients. Um, she works very closely to develop each concept, creating a unique customer experience. Um, custom experience, sorry. So she also has a new venture. Um, it's called Trap Fabrics, um, and it's committed to providing fabrics to designers, sewers, and creatives alike uh, who lack accessibility to unique and hard-to-find textiles without um, an exuberant price uh, attached, to, attached to it. We are dedicated to assisting you with your next creation. So that's Trap Fabrics Rundown and bio on mm -hmm. their website, and I, of course, will put all of the information in the show notes today. So thank you, Kristen, for joining me. Um, I have a little icebreaker that I do in the beginning just to kind of like warm us up it's called like this okay. or that so I just you just tell me which one like you like over the other one okay okay all right so um straight leg or bell bottoms straight leg um side boob or under boob Ooh. <laughs> no boob no boob. <laughs> okay. I'm a full busted full coverage gotcha um, <laughs> <laughs> um dusters or motorcycle jackets Hmm. Motorcycle jackets. Okay. Mule or wedges? Wedges. Wedges. Okay, cool. All right. I, just like, I always like to throw those out. <laughs> that. I just always think it's like fun to start out that way. <laughs> All right. So we'll jump right in. Um, I actually have a segment called It's a Look. Is there anybody in the media like this week that you felt just like you were like living for, like that they motivated that you, uh, you loved their look? I call See, it It's a Look. I've just been looking at Halloween things this mm -hmm. past well, week. Well, who's so like this week for um, Halloween? Oh, well, you know what? Somebody was a bride, um, Janelle Monae. Right. She was a, I don't know if it would be a corpse bride or just, I guess, it or a zombie bride, but she had a, um, it kind of looked like a 40s style wedding gown, and it was basically above her head, uh -huh. and she was holding her head. Um, oh wow! <laughs> so okay. you can see, like the top of the gown was here, mm -hmm. and then like the gown itself was holding her head here. So oh, she wow. looked like a zombie. It was like a satin and lace. I think it was satin nice. and lace gown. But um, yeah, since we we're bridal, I can say that's what I saw, and that was, love that. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> what was like the fuel series events um, inspiration that led Andrea to like create and print to a bridal? Well, she basically uh, started Pantora Bridal when she was about uh, 11, 12 years old. So Really? Yeah. This okay. <laughs> wow. This started a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So she's been able to build the brand since then. But um, she basically decided at that time that, you know, she wanted to be a wedding designer. Okay. She didn't um, know for sure yet that she wanted to get in bridal, but she knew that she wanted to be a wedding designer. Um, and she ended up going to the High School of Fashion Industries, okay. um, where she majored, of course, in fashion design. Okay, I got it. I feel like so many people 
uh, that went to that high school has been on this podcast. Really? <laughs> yes. So many people that went to hey, that high school. Fashion, that was the school. Well, mm-hmm. I went there as well, and this is actually where we met. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you I know her high school. from way back when. Yes. <laughs> so um, she basically developed the name of her brand while she was in high school. And um, I could well, actually, actually tell you a little bit um, background on the name itself, Pantora. Mm-hmm. Uh, the P stands for Pitter, which is her maiden name. Okay. Um, uh, the A's, the A-N stands for Andrea, and Tora is actually her middle name. Oh, yes, love means, that. Uh, many faces of the Bible, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. If okay. I'm wrong, she'll correct me later. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, she basically saw herself in the name, and from then she just continued on building bigger and better, and then she moved on to go to the um, FIT. Uh, where she also majored, of course, in fashion design. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually did an interview of her, just backtracking a bit, in high school. And mm-hmm. I asked her where she saw herself, you know, five years from now. And she said, you know, she wanted to open a bridal store. Nice. And then from high school, go. she already from knew. From high school, she right. already knew. And here we go, skip ahead, uh, graduated college, and she opened a bridal store. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, it didn't start off from that, of course, um, having a brick and mortar store. She uh, was selling her gowns through Etsy, um, and she also had a ready-to-wear collection. Nice. So she was doing ready-to-wear, and she was selling wedding gowns, you know, um, get in where you fit in, sell where you can, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. But, um, yeah, so Pantora has been in development from um, – Preteen, gotcha. <laughs> I can Do say. Do you um, know who like her first client was and like how it made her feel? I don't know exactly. Are, are we talking about in bridal? In bridal, yeah. In bridal, I couldn't tell you exactly who her first client was, but she actually had a lot of clients from Australia. Nice, okay. It is the most random thing, but a lot of clients were on Etsy from Australia. And... I guess they liked her aesthetic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she had a lot of clients from Australia. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say is, like, the inspiration behind, like, um, opening Trap Fabrics? Uh, so Trap Fabrics, she basically wanted to open a space where we were welcome, in a sense. You okay. know, you go to these, well, I don't know if you know, but. You well, yeah, these, I'm a designer, <laughs> too. <laughs> uh, you go to these fabric stores and, um you don't see yourself and you're bargaining and you know you're 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 trying to make the best of what's there and you're faced with many different challenges just to buy fabric so mm-hmm. she wanted to have a a space where we were welcome gotcha. you know and you can you you saw yourself you saw the like so okay mm-hmm. So, um, do you recommend, like, well, does Andrea or you, like, do you recommend, like, someone going to design or business school, or do you think it's better to just, like, get out there and make the connections, meet the people? Like, do you feel like that the this education side of it, um, like the, I ain't going to say the rich education, like the school way of learning is the best way to go into, like, owning a business, uh, a fashion design business? I want to say it goes both ways. Like, um she knows she prides herself on having that background, having that education because it helps refine her skills. Okay. But there are there are also people who are self-taught. Right. So I mean, you can't knock it, but it definitely is always a benefit to have that design school education. 
you know, so that definitely is, you know, a good thing. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and what would you say is was like the biggest struggle like starting out like with opening these businesses? Um, I just going back to, you know, seeing yourself and people basically seeing the potential in her because okay. she she was young. <laughs> she right. was young when she um, had her first brick and mortar store. Mm. So it's, you know, finding, be able to find the people like our first landlords uh, who she was able to, you know, get the space with. And when we first started out, she actually, um, she had two spaces. It didn't start off like that, I should say. But um, she had uh, spaces across the street from each other. Okay. But when she met her landlords, they basically, you know, asked her, you know, a series of questions, figured out, like, how you gonna pay for this? Right, of course. (laughs) She was young, just out of college, and they just saw her passion and her drive. So I can say in the beginning of, you know, the the business itself, well, not the business, the bridal business itself, just being able to be in rooms with people who saw her potential, saw her passion, saw her vision. Mm -hmm. So it was just, I can say it was challenging to find those people who understand, could foresee where she was going to go. Okay, so it was challenging, like, getting those connections. Yes, yes. yes, Okay, I always feel that that is, Mm -hmm. like, the biggest challenge, especially, like, when you go into a space where you're opening up retail stores. Yes. Was there, like, a, um, I guess... A thought process behind like location like we definitely wanted to be in Brooklyn or did you yes. ever think about being in Manhattan or any of the other boroughs or Brooklyn was just like the root of like where like, we want to have our retail businesses our fashion be, business in Brooklyn she always wanted to be in Brooklyn she wanted to be in her community yeah it. it's um she was always she actually um didn't she used to live not too far from the um from the original store which was um on um, Rogers Avenue, okay. Um, but she wanted to put beauty in her community. Mm-hmm. She never even thought to go anywhere, go to Manhattan, go to any other part of Brooklyn, go, go to Park Slope, um, <laughs> go to any other Ginger part of Brooklyn. Park Slope. <laughs> yes, my girl. Um, go to any other part of Brooklyn. She wanted to be there. She 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 lived like 15, 20 minutes away. She wanted to be in her community, around people. And it's so funny when we um had first opened up the store. Well, actually, when we were putting things together, you know, painting and making sure everything was good, mm-hmm. um, there would be people in the neighborhood who walked past, and they were like, oh, what are you opening? Are you opening a hat store? A hat no. store. <laughs> you, we had a, the craziest one, a meat store. A meat store? Really? This, this, that's the vibe. That's the vibe you got. And like people ask random things, and like we even got like people just like, oh yeah, we don't need another, you know, clothing store. And it's just like, and that that was just in the beginning. Mm-hmm. After a while, being there, like the love that we got from the community was mm-hmm. amazing. Right. Like people would stop just to say hi, mm-hmm. or people the um the forty four bus runs um runs right past. People would wave on the bus. People would be driving in their cars. They would they would honk. They would give a thumbs up. So it was just so much love from the community, and that. especially when we opened the stores across from each other. Um, so it was the bridal store on one side, and then it was the um, the children's store on the other side. Um, there would be some people who wouldn't know, 
and people in the community will actually say, oh, you're, you're here for that? You need to go over here or you need to do this. So like even seeing that and watching was just like amazing thing. So. That's what's up. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Yes, we <laughs> build in this community. Yes. Um, what would you say are like some of like the brighter trends for like the holiday season? And do you feel like customization is like taking over like all facets of the industry? <laughs> um, customization definitely take over. Um, takes over. Uh, people in in, in lot and bridal, you know, people love to have custom gowns, but people want to see themselves or mm -hmm. they want to see the pieces, bits and pieces of everybody else that they saw mm -hmm. <laughs> and they want to bring that together. So, I mean, it is taking over. I don't want to say it's necessarily a bad thing. It's just, you have to be realistic. Mm -hmm. There's just certain things that it can't be done. You can't, you, that, that can't be constructed. Um, yeah. <laughs> or, or maybe it can, but we, we no, do no, um, but there's, you just have to be realistic. Um, as far as uh, trends, um, definitely the female silhouette. And I think that that's pretty much like a timeless trend, you know, mm -hmm. want to make sure everything is structured and we see, you know, the figure. Right. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, do you find that it's like hard to like... Um, like stick within people's budgets like when it comes to like retaining client clients and stuff like that do you think that it's hard like when people with this mass customization going on is it hard to stick within these budgets do you try to work with budgets or you just like no this is the price and then that's it we try to work with budgets the best we can within reason i should say because mm -hmm. i mean our our collections are a set price point right. um we actually have two different collections um it's the andrea Peter, um excuse me andrea campbell collection i'm saying her maiden name mm -hmm. andrea campbell collection and the pantora bridal collection um so she created the andrea campbell collection um for the budget conscious bride so gotcha. it's a more moderately priced collection mm -hmm. um because she basically saw that need for that bride. Um, we started off with the Pantora Bridal Collection and she um, developed the Andrea Campbell Collection after she got married, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and as we were having clients come in, you, you know, she realized that there was, you know, a certain uh, underserved price point. Okay. You know, so she really wanted to uh, focus on helping those brides. Um, as far as trying to stick within it, I mean, definitely there's people who they say it, yes, my budget is 3000 I'm not going above that. But they don't always include tax within that 3000 Of course. So, <laughs> like, of course. <laughs> of course, we try to show them, you know, what's at the lower price point mm -hmm. and then explain to them, okay, so I have this gown that's 32 mm -hmm. Do you want to see it? You know, let me show you. Let me show you what it can be. Or like try to tell them, you know, what, what what other vendors do you have? What else are you working around? Can you invite one less person? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so try to help them out the best they could, but overall, so like there's like room in that budget yes, to be flexible. Yes, like correct, you guys kind of offer up different tips and ways that like you can cut back on some other things. Yes, and that way you can't afford to spend two hundred dollar dress. Try and try not to have you go in debt while you're here. Like don't. It was, it's not our fault. We're we not trying to have you on that after of course. your <laughs> But, um, yeah, so we definitely try to help the best we can. I mean, definitely there's some brides who, even though they have a budget, mm -hmm. in their mind, they I, they want this, that, and a third, and it's going beyond it. 
So gotcha. you try to definitely, you know, work with them the best you can, you know, to the ability so they can be happy at the end of the day. And we, our whole environment, we want our press to be comfortable. We want you to walk away happy. We don't want you to be pressured into getting a wedding gown. So we Makes try to sense. help them to the best of our abilities. Okay. What do you mm -hmm. think about say yes to the dress? That's just a mm -hmm. random question. But yeah, I like to know. I mean, um, she gonna drink her water. <laughs> Honest opinion. What do you think about it? What do you? What is that shit called? Kleinfeld. What do yes, you think yes, about yes, yes. their? I guess like. I want to, I guess everything like what it, like when it comes to like their sales pitches and how they do things and there's like the gowns that they have in the store like what do you think about them as a whole I'll be lying if I said I wasn't watching say yes to the dress since high school I mean because I definitely was mm -hmm. I mean it was it's a great show and like that was you know I can say that was my introduction to bridals so to so to speak I mean outside of going to weddings but as a, you know when you're younger you don't go to that many weddings they don't invite you you're not paying for your chair um, but <laughs> so I mean I like the show so I'm not gonna knock it um Kleinfeld do you think it, it caters to a specific type of client yes okay I think Kleinfeld does cater to a specific type of client and um I want to say the con is that as like I did as I was in high school, um, people look at the show and they assume that this is the model all around. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily realistic. Okay. I mean, on the show, yes, you can come with your 10, 15 people. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm exaggerating, of course, but um, yeah, you they go in thinking this is what they do on TV. So I can do this too. Like this is this is okay or not even being conscious of the fact that Kleinfeld definitely caters to a particular bride. Mm -hmm. And I I I don't know specifically what their low is, but their low is high. <laughs> Let's okay. just say their low is high and I don't think a lot of people realize that. So what I always tell people, you know, um who are going um to Kleinfeld whether they've gone bef um, um, before or after they've come to um, our um, boutique, is that if you want to go, go enjoy the experience because it is an experience. Okay. I'm not going to knock that. It it's is an, an experience. experience. Okay. But they do cater to a particular clientele. So, I mean. Rich white girls? I mean, you know. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like rich white girls. So yeah. Uh -huh. So, uh, what would I guess? What would you say is like the hardest part about breaking into the bridal industry as an African American designer? People taking you for your worth. Mm, that's deep. You know, as it is, you know, we we have a culture where people. <laughs> you know they box you see, in yes okay. yes yes definitely and i mean at this point there are there are um you know a couple black bridal designers that you know i know offhand but it's still that people don't see us or mm. see, excuse, see her i'm not the designer but yes <laughs> but i'm saying see us yes yes yeah. this whole but um people don't see us so to be able to go into spaces where people see you for who you are and what you're worth and not that, oh, you make wedding dresses? Oh, that's cute. Oh, um, I hate that. <laughs> but, um, 
you're making wedding gowns like this is bridal industry is a very large market mm -hmm. and it's just for people to see that like I mean, Andrea's been out here, she's been doing things, like she's opening doors, she's breaking down barriers. And so just for people to see that's who she is, like she out here working. Mm -hmm. And just like overall, like it's not just I'm making, she's sitting on the couch making wedding gowns. Right. Like she has a team, she has a studio. She 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 has a business, a brand that she has built. She's in um, several retailers at this point. Like, she's somebody. Right. So for people to actually see that, you have to still constantly, you know, show people that and show people that not only is she here, that we're here, that black Absolutely. women get married. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> I don't know why it's still a myth, but black women get married. Right. And, like, we have... A different body type absolutely we come from different backgrounds we want different things we want to see the curve we don't want the silhouettes that are just straight because whose body is that for right. so just <laughs> <laughs> just out there just to show that um we're here and we get married we yes, say that we again. Here, we black get women get married <laughs> i don't know what this thing is like lord <laughs> they care more about the people who are splitting up and broken down and all of this stuff but we get married right. we celebrate we have five year 10 year 30 year anniversaries like this, these that. are things happening so yeah just just being out there and showing you know our worth yeah. Do you mm -hmm. feel like uh, uh, she has ever faced like any backlash like in the industry at all? Like, uh, or like, have you ever? I guess like, have you ever guys put in a position where you felt like, okay, they're doing this because we're black? Like, you know, whether it be a client or you know, getting into those doors, like getting into the retail uh -huh. spaces that she's in. Like, you know, um, have she? Like, I, I almost want to say I feel like it's very difficult for uh, black designers to get into like high end retail mm -hmm. stores like Saks and Bloomingdale's like that and Saks has a bridal boutique like yeah. has she ever like tried to approach like any of these type of places like for her and then get like some like they they're treating me this way because I'm black she hasn't um tried to approach any like um big brand stores but mm -hmm. um we actually did um bridal market um a couple years ago and where um it basically is by the pier and it um it basically was a space for retailers you know to come um and purchase gowns mm -hmm. for their stores and I want to say there's over I think over like a, th a thousand retailers are there or something like that it's it's it's, oh, it's where does this take about. place um this oh, see it was a couple years since we did to this What's I don't it, I mean? oh it's in the pier sorry I, I thought you heard me yes oh so, yeah um, pier. yes okay. over by the piers gotcha. um, I don't okay. remember what um what pier exactly it's by mm -hmm. but um we did it uh two years back to back um, and the first year was kind of like we were getting, uh, you know, feeling it out. Mm -hmm. um, we, we spoke to a couple people, but we didn't have any, you know, nobody had any peaked interest. The second year was much better. You know, we came in different and kind of regrouped. Gotcha. Um, and we did have some interest, you know, some peak interest. And it was at the point that people were just like, oh, my God, I love this. I love what you have. I love, you know. And... So you they, don't feel like you've been like too much overlooked, like there wasn't. Oh no no no, girl, there's more. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah, <laughs> let People me sit who, back. Yeah no, so they they showed that they showed that peaked interest, but then when it came to following up, all the all of a sudden it was like 
was getting I, I like I actually I, I personally reached out to these people and it was like I was getting shut down left and right and there was even one person who I, I still to this day don't know if she was the person that I actually spoke to on the phone because mm-hmm. the number that I had was like the general number for the business. Okay. Like, and I should have known. Shorty said she didn't have a business card on her. She gave me this one with her name, but okay, whatever. Uh, um, but um, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it was just like, oh no, we don't know what you're talking about. Oh no, we would never take on, you know, a collection like this. Oh no, they, this person doesn't have the authority to do that. It was just a whole lot Ooh. of, and it was just like, it was very strange. Cause mm-hmm. it's not like, you approached our table. We didn't like, we didn't walk down the aisle like, oh, excuse me, can you come? Right. So it was, it was like that for that space. And at that point, Andrea kind of felt like, you know what, let me step back. What's for me will come to me. Absolutely. So it came to um, her, the first retailer um, that we actually had is um, Lux um, right on Nashville, um, Tennessee. And um, the owner there reached out to her and, you know, the store wasn't even open yet. Um, So she kind of, you know, reached out to, you know, bring her in and, she saw that as, you know, well, a- after having conversations with her, she saw that as somebody, you know, who saw her, not just because she was or she is a, you know, a black woman, but because she saw what her brand was and what her brand stood for. And that's mainly just like the other retailers we have and, you know, how she feels going forward in um, any aspect. She wants people to see her. She doesn't want to just, you know, collaborate or be a part of anything or um or any business where they don't see her they don't want she doesn't want somebody say oh you're popular on instagram okay yeah we'll we'll take you she wants them to see who she is see who her bride is Mm -hmm. and so that's how she's been able to like even have the relationship she does now with um her current retailers have you heard of i want to say pink pigeon or pink parrot it's in jackson mississippi no, I haven't. You never heard of them? Yeah, they're a, a bridal boutique down in Jackson, Mississippi. Pink Parrot. It's either Pink Pigeon or Pink Parrot. Now I got to look because I don't That's know. That's cute. And now I want to Yes, it is. Because I'm working with, uh, oh, maybe it's Pink Parrot. Girl, I ain't got a clue. I want to say the parrot is prettier than the pigeon, so let's just hope. I mean, I'm not going to knock y'all if y'all pink, y'all pink pigeon, but what? I'm just saying. Girl, I really don't know. Well, anyway. It's I, a bird in the space. It's a okay. bird. Yeah, All but right, it's so. pink. But I don't know the name of it, but uh, it's a bridal boutique in Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. And um, I have a, I don't know, I don't think I told you. I have a consulting business. Really? Where I help uh, emerging designers get their brands off the ground. So okay. I do all of the product development. So I do the, the pattern making, the um, sample making, all the fabric sourcing. Okay. I do production, all that stuff. Okay. So I have, and I do these tours, this NYC Garment District tours. I do them the first Friday of every month where I take um, a bunch of designers around to different factories and pattern makers and graders. Um, fabric suppliers, um, the whole nine, just like how to literally go from start to finish. And I had a young lady that came on my tour um, who's actually based in Atlanta, and she's a bridal designer. So uh, she's doing a collection for this uh, boutique that's in Jackson, Mississippi, um, but she's based in Atlanta. And basically, I thought the the way she's setting it up, I think it's really dope. So she knows she can't make all these dresses herself. So (laughs) with the way she did it was, you know, her business mind, I'm like, this is kind of smart. I'm making all of the showroom samples. Okay. For this bridal boutique and all these shows, and they're doing like they have, 
a whole bunch of different designers that have exclusive collections. They're all black. All, right, all black bridal all right. designers. And this place is a black-owned boutique as well. It's in okay. Mac, Mississippi. And on their website, I was looking at it. They have, like, the featured, like, designers. So, basically, I make these three silhouettes, which is her bridal collection. Mm -hmm. And they go into the showroom. So, then when the women come in, they try it on and um, whatever they like or whatever we make, she sends it up to me. I get it. I produce it. I make the gown. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so I thought it was cool. She was just like, we're just going to put the showroom samples in there. And I'm not sure if that's the way it normally happens in Brighton. Like, you have, uh -huh. like, a showroom samples, like, in the different boutiques. And then when she gets an order, anything custom match, she'll, of course, send me the measurement. Of course, I keep all the patterns. I keep all the samples. I have all the fabrics and stuff like that. Yes. She sends the order up to me. I make the dress, send it down to Mississippi for okay. the actual fitting and stuff like that. And I thought mm -hmm. it was an interesting way of doing, like, this bridal thing because I don't know a lot about bridal but the way she asked me to do everything and I'm like well actually it makes sense like why would we make a whole bunch of gowns you know and yes. you don't need you know what I mean and I'm like hmm smart <laughs> because like, I, what I do is I'm, I'm making a whole bunch of stuff so when people come to me I, I do do those samples and those patterns like that but I always end up doing production afterwards because I don't have any order minimum so you know if you want to make 10 pieces of each style or if you want to make 100 pieces of each style doesn't matter but okay. the way she has this like little model set up for bright I'm like I wonder is that common I never asked her though but I was just like this, this is cool so I was actually <laughs> like is that how does like it work with like I guess like with inventory and stock and when you create these things? Oh. Well, first of all, um, kudos to your multiple streams of income. Um, <laughs> Girl, New York but, is expensive. Mm, I already know. <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, so um, basically each re retailer um, has a uh, collection, so to speak. Um, that there are some pieces that are exclusive to them. But okay. it's also some of the pieces that we we have um, in our current collection. Okay. So it's not all, but it is some of the pieces that we have in the current collection. And it um, basically is in a sense the same way, you know, um, a bride would try on the gown. And if she wants it, you know, that's where it go comes back to us. And then we, you know, put it into production. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, it's so basically, it is similar. Okay. Yeah, so I was, yeah, I, was I didn't know how it worked there, but I'm yeah. like, is this like a whole bunch of gowns there? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. They don't get the full collection, but okay. yes, yes. So, they do have pieces. And um, of course, there are select pieces that literally are exclusive to them. Okay. So, you can That's only cool. get that particular gown at um that particular retailer gotcha. and of course you will only know that if you go there like that's not something okay. like and i think know. she's doing the same thing for these three gowns like these uh -huh. three gowns are for that boutique yes, pink yes. pigeon or pink pair i'm so sorry exactly. if i'm butchering this i'm gonna figure out what the name it is but <laughs> i do i do not know which one it is but it's, it's pink, pink some, bird it's a so pink bird <laughs> <laughs> and it's in jackson mississippi okay <laughs> i know that much cool so i have like this thing i call fashion story segment so like uh -huh. if you have like a success or disaster story like that you had with like a client or a customer um, that you, the object is something that you learned. So whether it was a disaster and you was like, damn, we need to restructure our business because so that this doesn't happen again, or whether it was like a success story where you tried something, I guess, like new and you was like, damn, we should have been doing this from the beginning. That like you, it made you, like it really was like an eye opener. Okay. Um, I see, this is the thing that is in the top of my head, so I should just say, I mean, it's not the store exactly, but it was still a bride. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, oh, no, not even a store. I'm just thinking about, like, a customer. Okay. Yeah, just a customer. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a store. Just a customer. <clears throat> oh, excuse me, sis. Oh, you good. <laughs> so I also do um, Lady in Waiting, okay. which is um, basically I'm an assistant for the bride the day of. Okay. Uh, so we okay. had, um, yes, oh, yes. I like that. They don't realize you need it, but... 
you need like somebody like something like help you get drunk. Just somebody just just like somebody there. To, yes, yes. Basically, somebody I like there. that. So somebody to help you get dressed. Somebody to make sure you fed, you hydrated. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> yes, yes. yes somebody hydration. to fluff on my wedding day. Yes, fluff and hold your train. Um, I um I I keep t- keep track of time. Make sure we um because people don't realize the day of your wedding. It go like that. Mm-hmm. You like there is there's a lull period when the beginning when you're doing hair and makeup because mm-hmm. you're not really doing anything but sitting there. Mm-hmm. But after that, it goes it's like time. That. It goes like that and mm-hmm. like bride. Well, brides get a sense somewhat because they're doing. There's a lot of components that they're <laughs> they're a part of. Mm-hmm. But the party, you know, they they never really understand. <laughs> um, so um, I did lady wait, lady in waiting for this bride that we had that had. A massive ball gown. It was, um, oh gosh, it was c- completely covered in stones. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> it was. I know what it's like. She had to get in the car by herself. Like it was like that. Um, no, yeah. she got with other people. It was just a. a it was. It was a lot. It, it was okay. very heavy. Okay. <laughs> so she. Um, this was probably. Oh man, probably like two or three years um, after we first started. Um, after Andrea's first started the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I went to her house. That's where she got dressed. She um she lived in Brooklyn. The venue was in Long Island. Okay. Um, she had a limo and a party bus. She had the black cake dropped off. At the house, black cake. Black. Um. That's um. Is it traditionally rum cake? Rum cake. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank oh, she's Caribbean. Like, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um. Yeah. So I wasn't even supposed to stay as long as I did. Let me just say that mm-hmm. up front. So she told me the day before that she wanted me to actually come on. I say this because I don't know how half of this would have went down if I wasn't there. So she was gonna get in the limo with the black cake, with herself and her bridesmaids. And then with the cake. The, with the cake and the family and friends were gonna get on the bus. There was a little table on the bus. I said, no, that doesn't make any sense. And usually I go in a limo with the bride. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, you know what, the cake, that's important, that's important to you. It was a large, large black cake. So. I was on the bus with this black cake on this stand that would not stay. I held that cake on the stand on this table because it wouldn't stay in the table Mm -hmm. for a half hour. So we got to the venue. We get there because we were running so behind time. I did try to keep them, but I can't. There's one thing that you can't control, hair and makeup. You cannot make it go faster. Okay, yeah. You can do other why. things. You could cut corners, pictures. Okay, we take these pictures at the venue. But hair and makeup, you cannot control it, and it yeah. could throw off your whole day. Yeah, <laughs> hair, I've been in bridesmaid quite a few times, mm-hmm. so I know <laughs> hair and makeup could throw off. Like, photography, video photography. Oh yeah, we could take two less pictures. Let's go. We gotta go, but you can't. You can't do it. Okay. So we were already behind. We got to the venue, and. <sighs> We were already late, and the um, the limo driver, well, the party bus and limo driver was saying, you know, she got to pay this. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. And she went inside, um, and she's sitting there talking, talking. Um, well, she didn't talk to her fiance, but um, she's talking to the maid of honor, like, you know, what are we going to do? So then I had to go back and forth between her, the fiance, trying to see what they have. And I oh, they want to be paid right then and there? Yes. Oh, y'all better stop anytime, that. Send us the invoice. Anytime you go over some of them, they're like, nah, you got to right pay me now? right now. I'm not, well, I'm not leaving. Mm-mm. And for them, it's like Mm-mm. it will get back on them. So okay. I'm literally sitting here 
pleading with this man. Like, you know, just, let's just say, I must have sweet talked the hell out of that. They didn't have to pay nothing. Really? They didn't have to pay nothing. Girl, what you had to do? And, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? I, I appealed to his senses. I don't know. And just like, he knew that I was trying to work things out. And mm -hmm. I literally, I don't know how many times I went back and forth giving him what I could, but it was, it didn't even barely cover it. Um, then... You don't need to be stressed out about no damn limo Lord, and no party Lord, bus on the day of you, your wedding. Like, you, he could have, y'all gotta Lord. relax. Like, come on. It was just so many things and just like, we have working. a question in the question box. Oh, do we? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. But keep going. Let me no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, working with them, then the venue didn't know where certain things were. And I didn't know because I just got on the day before. So, talking to the venue, and trying to literally, I'm going upstairs and downstairs, talking to the maid of honor, talking to the groom, the whole time trying to avoid talking to the bride. Because mm -hmm. you want to keep her focused. Right. And let's just say I stayed there two, three hours after the time. I shouldn't, should, should not have you been there. You tried that out? Huh? Yeah, but it was past my time. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and I learned, I learned literally, um... Yeah, your, your 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 time is money, so Absolutely. I you can't you can't do things like that. But for me, it's always been I want to make sure she's happy. Yeah, I want to make sure she's happy at the end of the day. I want to make sure she doesn't know that this man is telling me that she gotta pay this money or else. But just try to see what she has and work it out. So just like. It's yeah, customer service at its finest. Yes, yes. And I just did but, an episode on customer service, I think two episodes ago, and how it's so important for black businesses to make sure that their customer service is on point. Yes. And that's a lot of times when I hear people backlash, but I'm just like, I really, because like, I really like only eating at like black owned restaurants. I usually uh -huh. like only buy like black designers. Like, I'm really like that. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> sue me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and I had someone that, um, wrote me on my um, DM and told me that they have been dealing with um, black businesses and black brands because of me. That they have been listening to your podcast. It's made me shop black more. But I got the rudest comment from a black designer and I was just asking a question about their product. Uh -huh. And she told me what the comment was. She screenshotted it. She sent it to me. And the man told her that reading was fundamental. I was like, oh, shit. And it prompted me and I did like a whole episode. I was just like, please, it... I know that as consumers, we do not always uh, read yes. the fine print and we don't you know, yes. read all the stuff like that, but customer service is at its utmost. It the way is. you speak to people, the way you treat people. Yes. Like, I bet you that she appreciated you to the utmost. Like, yes. wow. Like, yes. she, my, like my, you went my above tip, and beyond. My tip showed it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, because you went, but above, you didn't have to. Yes, like, I didn't, didn't have, have to. to. And there's a certain time, you know, when I'm doing Lady and Wiz waiting. I, I mean, I try to, it is, that was the model. I was like, I can't extend myself that far. But there is a certain point sometime I'm like, you know, what is better? I want to make sure she's happy. If mm -hmm. I'm going past, if I'm going past my own time, that's on me. I, for me, I was like, I got to eat that. Right. But I try not to make it where I'm overextending myself right. too much. But no, customer service is definitely important. And I feel like, especially for black businesses, people, you know, Put us already at a at a higher regard in a sense. Absolutely. Because then you know. Because I, I do. I I was like, come on, black bitch. Like, yeah. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> I get the clapping at you real yes. quick. Like, come on. Like, I'm gonna support y'all. I'm never gonna not support you. I'm that type of person. I'm gonna give you a whole bunch of advice. Yeah. I'm like, yo, look. Yes. 
we gotta I'm gonna help you out on this let yep. me just give you a little feedback mm-hmm. like I give feedback I get constructive criticism because I'm never gonna be like oh I'm not messing with this no more I'm not yep. shopping here no more exactly. I'm just gonna give you feedback to make you improve yourself because if I just don't say nothing and I'm just like I'm not coming here no more how do they grow as a business exactly and that's why that's what's sad when people are quick to say Oh, yeah. But as soon as there's one little thing they don't like, oh, yeah, that's why I shouldn't have messed with no black business. Mm-hmm. Like, I, be tra- I, I get the people. I'm trying to I'm trying to support my people, but, man, y'all is, y'all not this. Y'all customer service is this. Y'all says, and I'm this just way, like, and I'm what like, did you tell them that? Instead of venting to someone else, are you telling them, them directly to help them? Mm-hmm. Whether they like it or not, I bet you they take heat to it. Exactly. And then there's a problem with general, generalization where it's just like, oh, yeah, that's why I don't mess with black business. So mm-hmm. you just lump in every single black business into one thing because mm-hmm. of that experience that you had mm-hmm. but had it been this a different brand of a different hue selling the same product mm-hmm. had they made that same mistake you, you would have went back exactly so mm-hmm. like with the cold customer service do you find that it's difficult to like maintain employees and like keep them motivated like as an entrepreneur like running like a retail because you know how re- they say in retail the retention rate is like <laughs> it's hard to keep people in do you find that that's difficult to find people that are motivated and finding like good like good team members and training them and keeping them motivated andrea um basically with every person that she has employed they have to be somebody that she's could even be okay with having a simple conversation with. Makes sense. She has to be comfortable with whoever she's in any space with. Mm-hmm. So each each um, you know each girl that we have, although they're all different, have different styles. Even though some of us have some similarities, and they, they know who <laughs> they are. Um, we but we each all have our different selling styles. Okay. And she basically looks for, you know, women that she saw that would, you know, excuse me, basically market the brand in a certain way. Okay. So she looked for the women that would, um, that would basically... Oh, you hear that too? Yeah, I know. Okay, I'm like, why they gotta clean up today? Why sorry, they gotta be out there vacuuming today? That's why I was like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, because it picks up the sound. Like, uh, yes, uh, I can okay. hear that vacuum Because I was just like, man, something, something wrong. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so yeah, she basically looked for the women who would represent her brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to say it was hard exactly. You know, finding that employee. You know, each, um, not each woman, but I would say um, about two of the women, you know, reached out because they saw her, they saw her brand and they wanted, you know, really wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. And she saw the passion in them. And then there's others that, you know, we had um, um, people who worked for us in the past and they brought on somebody else that they've worked for in a different setting and they just ended up being like the perfect fit. So we've she's just been um, you know, blessed to have people that literally have just been the fit for what we need. Gotcha. And so it's it's worked out. Do yeah. you uh guys have like a I guess like a customer service model like that all like the employees have to like follow? Um, we don't have a model, model. per se, but you have to I mean, you know, she always, you know, promotes the fact that we we have to make sure we cater to the bride and what she needs okay. within reason. <laughs> that's always a, within, within reason. Because she does always tell us it was like mm, got bride zealous. Have you had? A lot, uh, have you had a lot of bride zealous? That that what? Have you had a lot of bride zealous? 
Yeah, mm, mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> drinks water, sips tea. Um, yes, sips tea. Um, <laughs> is it com- is it as common as you think it is, or is it not as common? It's see, I don't want to say it's as common. I want to see, and you know, I don't like saying bridezillas. You know, mm-hmm. there's just a lot of brides. Um, they're very particular. They're, yes, okay. yes. There Let's we go. That. that was like yeah, you know, looking for the word. <laughs> there, there's a lot of there's a lot of women who are very particular, and um, this is an experience that oh, you should. <laughs> this is an experience that oh that's no. mm-hmm. this is an experience that we got about five minutes oh <laughs> you want me to keep going yeah go ahead. this is an experience that you should expect everybody to know and understand the process going in mm-hmm. because most women this is your first time getting married of course so you should <laughs> you shouldn't really know about the process mm-hmm. i mean women do their research do they do as much research or enough Maybe not, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't really know about the process. But um, a lot of women come in, you know, they're very particular about things and they approach this how they approach other situations and they don't recognize the fact that this is, in fact, a process. This is not a process that takes a month. This is a process that could take anywhere from five to eight months. Right. And I'm just talking about in sense of construction. Gotcha. So, and especially if we talk about custom, like that could take longer, right. depending on what you want and what your needs are. So this is, a this is you know, there was a period of time where we're not really corresponding. Right. So, I mean, I feel like a lot of women don't actually always understand that. So we kind of have to break it down. Like, you know, they was like, oh, well, I haven't heard from you. You know, what do you need to hear? We, yeah, we, right. we, you, I'm pretty sure you don't want to know that um, this, you know, the bodice was 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 connected. You know, the front bodice was connected to the back bodice, and right. we put this this <laughs> semen. So I mean, they don't understand. We're right. We're, we're yeah, stopping like, them from in the custom world too, because I've worked in that world and I've talked to a lot of designers. They're always like, "So how's it going?" <laughs> so if I told you how I was going, would you know what I was talking about? Like if I told you I was working on the pattern and I had just made the sleeve pattern and yeah. so, you know, I walked it inside the armhole and made it fit. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean I feel like a lot of brothers just don't understand that process per se and they, they get a little frustrated. Gotcha. So I mean that I, that that happens more so than anything else. So just you know, we try to reiterate definitely in the beginning, like, you know, this is, you know, a long process and then you come you come fit about three months before mm-hmm. um, before your actual wedding day. And so, I mean, it's a process. So, gotcha. yeah, there's definitely women who are okay. particular when it comes to that. Particular. <laughs> All right, let me breeze through these last couple of questions. Okay. <laughs> do you guys plan on stepping into new markets? Like, do you do bridesmaids? We used to do bridesmaids, uh-huh. actually, um, but she felt like... Unlike brides, you can't give as much, or correction, we were giving too much individual attention. And it's just like, we weren't, she wanted to have the space to have more individual attention to brides than bridesmaids, which it shouldn't be a long process, but it was becoming a long Process. process. And it's like, these girls having three, four fittings because they didn't bring their undergarments or what other stuff. Mm. And it's just like, gotcha. you know, we definitely had some good moments doing bridesmaids. And, you know, the first opportunity she had to do the whole bridal party 
was amazing. Okay. Just to do, we do the bride, we did bridesmaids. We used to do mother of the bride as well. So we yeah. did mother of the bride and flower girls. So yeah, we used to do um, bridesmaids, mother of the bride. We actually used to do um, prom because mm. we used uh, we were by Mega Eva's, um the high school. Okay. So we who prom? Them girls is different. Yeah, um, I, know. <laughs> I, did, I used to do prom too. I stopped doing it in That's 2016. That is 2016. I, I cut it. I was just like done deal, and I was doing it here and in Chicago. Ooh. So I had like. 10 girls here and I had 10 girls there and I was flying back and forth it mm-hmm. was I had a breakdown like I had a whole I had a, and I was working too yep. so I had a whole breakdown I was in a small apartment I got all these doggone dresses people would bring five and six other people to my home and it was just too much for me I just was like you know and so I had been doing weird. it for a while but mm-hmm. yeah I just got to a place where I'm like I can't do this shit no more it's, like it's, it's like it it's was driving an, me nuts it's an experience. and I didn't really feel like I was designing anymore I felt like I was exactly. looking at Instagram photos and I was trying to recreate which took the love of for it out of me like I'm uh-huh. not creating anything I'm not designing anything I'm really just playing the seamstress role and that's not what I went to fashion design okay. school for so right, there we go. So, <laughs> so, so yeah we used to do all of that but you yeah, know no we don't we don't, don't do, do that. that we don't do that anymore yeah, okay. <laughs> so oh last one okay so because we already talked about customer service and yeah. we talked about uh yeah we did we hit all the trends and stuff like that so just to wrap it up um you guys have achieved a lot so far so um do you have like a like what's what's next? Like what are the goals and stuff? Like within the next couple of years, what are you um, planning on doing? Just on the big and better. And I don't know if um you saw that post. She was like, oh y'all tell um where Andrea said y'all tell me to open a hundred more stores. Okay, I'm opening a hundred more stores. Um, <laughs> right. But um just on to bigger and better things. You know, mm-hmm. she just she has always had such a um a vision for the brand. So she just wants to keep going going on, keep climbing, look into having. More retailers men look into as she um, open trap fabrics, mm. just uh, multiple streams of income. Absolutely, um, just, <laughs> that's just, the only way to work in New York. <laughs> basically, as a whole, just opening more outlets for you know people to see us. You know, mm-hmm. she's all about you know making sure it takes um, a whole village. Yes, it's yes, a community. It takes, yes, yes, and making sure you know our community is seen. You mm-hmm. know, um, you know. She prides herself on the um, brand's um, authenticity and just having people see her everywhere. So sky's the limit at this I point. You know, we are a new collection um, should be coming out with um, in about two weeks or so. Nice. So okay. um, yeah. Just, right. just on the bigger and better things, you okay. know. Well, thank you so much for doing the show, Kristen. Thank I, you for having me. I'm gonna have to stop by like a the store and meet Andrea <laughs> in person too. I would love to meet her yes, and talk to her course, too. Like, course. um, this is great. I have yes. never done a bridal episode. I was like, I need to like put this out there because I feel like as women who want to break into that, especially the ones mm-hmm. that, like do promise like that, and I have like a lot of designers that listen and they always looking for education and markets and success. And I was just like, when I was looking at like fab, trap fabrics and uh-huh. pantura bridal, I'm like, yes, sister. <laughs> like that's literally this is like what I said. I'm like, uh-huh. yes, sister, for having this bridal boutique in Brooklyn over here. Like, <laughs> I was just so yes. I'm like, yes for this fabric, yes uh-huh. trap fabric. Like, I was just so excited. But mm-hmm. thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for coming. Of I appreciate course, you. Course, and um, I'll put all the information in the show notes so people know how to reach out for like mm-hmm. consultations and like all the information like for the store and stuff. So yes. as I always say, stay black. Peace out. <laughs>